guess what? It's All Saints Day. Hello everyone, welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and as always, I am joined by the ever-quotable Jay. If the Evil Dead remake can make it rain blood with practical effects, you can handle a stabbing or limb removal. Okay. Uh... That is a quote from our very first show. Oh, okay. Well, that's... Hey, there you go. Anniversary show. Yeah. And uh, the person who was not on our very first show, the Silent Hill biker himself, Kenneth. Hi. I'm here, as always. And uh, it's November. It is our two-year anniversary month because two years ago, this month, Jay and I dropped the first Kill the Cast episode, City of the Living Dead. And we're still here kicking. Two years later, we we brought Kenneth in. We've done some shows. We've done some shit. Uh, People have had sex while the podcast is recorded. Somewhere in the world, I'm sure. (laughs) And uh, we're here to get into it. But before we get into that, Jay, how you been? Uh, I've been pretty good. Uh, Work's kicking my ass now that we're getting busy on the holidays. Getting busy? Yeah. Oh yeah, I got a new phone, so that's cool. But that's uh, that's about it. Fair enough. Did you get the Pixel Two? I did get the Pixel Two XL, a hundred and twenty-eight gig version. Does it have a memory cool. card slot? Nope. Then fuck non-expandable it. memory. Does it fuck that phone? Does it have a uh, Does it have a uh, headphone jack? Nope. <laughs> of any kind, because mine it has technically an adapter. doesn't have a mine doesn't have a headphone jack. No. <laughs> then fuck that phone. No, trust me, it's amazing. No, fuck that shit. I won't buy a phone that doesn't have a card for a memory. Doesn't have a slot for a memory card. It comes with free, unlimited Google Drive picture storage okay. and 128 gigs built in. You, like, I'm never gonna even use that. Well, I can't. I can't say anything. I like. I've got the same thing on my iPhone, where it's like 128 gigs, and I've only got maybe a quarter of the way through it. And I've got like 3,000 pictures saved on my phone. And 90% of them are naked women. Exactly. The other 10% are people he actually knows in real life or guns. That is, yeah, and for people out there, that is not a joke. That is 100% legit. How <laughs> many copies of all the pictures of people you know in real life? <laughs> I didn't mean nude pictures of people he knows in real life. I meant the other 10% is just pictures of people he knows in real life, like his, oh, his daughter and yeah, me. Yeah, that's you know, the shit that normal exciting. people, t- the people that, the, the shit that normal people take pictures of on their phones. That's way well, less exciting. Yeah. yeah. So the rest of it's just porn. Kenneth, how have you been speaking of porn? (laughs) Uh, I've been all right, I guess. I'm just really tired and, uh, you know, got a lot of stuff going on and, you know, down here in reality. But other than that, I'm all right. That sounds fantastic. I'm glad you're here and kicking it with us. It's kind of dismal, but, you know, I I survive. Well, I'm glad you'll survive because I was starting to worry that you would not survive and then we'd have to replace you. And I don't really know how to replace you. It's all good. Uh, I I've will got his survive. DNA stored in a jar, so if we need to clone him, we're good there. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, Jay, during Halloween, you watched the Psycho movies for the first time. I want to get into this because... Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, my last four movies were originally going to be the Attack of Killer Tomato movies. And apparently, even with all the pirating skills in the world... They don't fucking exist. You can't buy them. You can't download them. Nobody's streaming them. Like, the first one has a Blu-ray release, I guess, and so that was easy enough to find, but the other ones, maybe they're only on VHS. I don't fucking know, but I couldn't find them. 
So I was like, well, let's see. And I talked to you about it, and you were like, you should watch the Psycho movies. And I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. So I had seen Psycho 4 before, the one where he calls the radio station. Okay, and I thought I, it wasn't yeah. bad. Why would you yes, like it? Was, it's, no, it's it was pretty, not. It's pretty, it was stupid. You're all stupid. <laughs> stupid. Stupid people. God, now I lost my train of thought. I thought I had seen the first one, but apparently I had not. Because while I was like, I knew all the events and like the twist wasn't a twist to me. But as I was watching, I, re- I just realized that I had never, never how, seen it before. How a horror fan goes 30 plus years without ever seeing the original Psycho <laughs> is... Well, I didn't start watching horror movies when I was three, okay? So give me a little bit of, a, of some slack there. But yeah, I just, the thing I about thought it I had is... seen it. I thought I had seen it. I just, if you I, really think about it, I mean, really think about it. He did. He didn't really have to because everybody else in the genre knows the movie well enough to where he he knew what happened in the movie. What he didn't technically have to watch it. Well, I'll tell you what. That's a fucking masterpiece. The tension that Hitchcock builds is fantastic. It's a great movie. I love it. Now, okay, so obviously the first one is is fucking amazing. What did you think of part two? I liked to well, I liked all of them. I guess you guys hate four, and I don't understand why. But I liked. It all should of them. have just been Psycho one, two, and three. Yeah, and then Bates Motel. Uh, I've never seen. I skipped Bates Motel because Jerry said that was just a TV movie and it doesn't count. It is. It doesn't count. I'm talking about the TV show. Oh, oh, we're, we're well, talking the about TV movies. show. Shut the fuck up. If you watch the t- if you watch the Bates Motel TV show, that screws with the continuity of the all the movies. But I'm talking about. Norman Bates as a character existence. The only thing that ever should have been put out was the first three movies, and then that show. Everything else. Why don't you like four? What problem with four? To me, overall, it was lame. Number one, I didn't like the I didn't like the young Norman. I thought that was stupid. I did not like or just the story of it. The the actor. I didn't like the actor. I did not like the portrayal of his mom. I didn't. I, I just didn't like it. But that's almost identical to how she's portrayed in the show. No, it's not. I said almost. Yeah, it's but not to close. me at all. You know, I'm sorry. I just didn't want to bang the lady that was in Psycho 4. I wanted to bang Vera Farminga. Jesus Christ. That's how you judge a fucking movie. <laughs> it works for me. Oh, Christ. Okay, so oh, uh, Psycho 3. Uh, yes. Uh, is, is, is a... Well loved fan movie between me and Kenneth. We we did an episode on it. Yeah, I was just fixing to say, Jay, you should listen to our podcast on Psycho Three. Maybe listen, <laughs> listen to a podcast <laughs> for once in your fucking. I life. had to listen to ten minutes of our first episode to find that fucking quote, and that was enough for me. Yeah, uh, but you're not in this episode. That's true. That's true. It might be different. I almost responded to you too while I was listening to the fucking podcast because I had my headphones on. After you said something, I almost responded. <laughs> I thought we were having a conversation, but I'm just. I can't say tired. anything. I've I've done that before. Listening to our podcast, where I was just like, I went to go say something, and I'm like, wait a minute, I've already done this. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Um, <laughs> Humanoids from the deep. <laughs> exactly. So okay. So everyone's super happy. Jay finally watched the fucking Psycho movies, <laughs> and. I, I'm one. I love the fact that he likes a black and white horror movie. Black and white is nothing. I don't mind black and white at all. Clerks okay. and Sin City are my favorite movies. Okay, I guess I favorite. say. Sorry, I'm super glad he liked. He liked a horror movie that was made before the 1980s. But I, that's 
still not correct terminology. I just don't like the Universal movies. You're it's ironic. I, I was watching. <laughs> me and Jade and I were watching Dracula before uh, I started. We got on the podcast tonight. Dracula Four is that we said? Dracula before we oh. got on the podcast. <laughs> I was tonight. like, "The fuck is Dracula?" Porn? I thought he said Dracula porn, and I was like, "Why are you watching well. Dracula porn with your daughter?" And is it you like learn sometimes? And is it like a porno version of Dracula, or is it porn made for Dracula? So it's like. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's just a girl it's with just, like really thick veins. You know, it's it's Keanu Reeves just slowly like stabbing his finger to over and over. That's all it you is. Know, the thing, the thing about this is, is that you're going on and on with the comedic relief of this, but not appreciating the fact that my daughter was enjoying a Universal monster movie. I mean, no, I'm stoked. I, make her watch Creature from the Black Lagoon. I'm not making her watch anything. She asked. Okay, you wait. She came up and asked you to watch Dracula specifically, or was like asked you for yeah, a movie? Yeah, because because after I got done watching City of the Living Dead, I was sitting on Amazon and Dracula was sitting there, and she was like, "Daddy, what's that?" And I said, "That's the original Dracula movie, black and white." And she was like, "Dracula Vampire," and I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "I want to watch that. Can we go watch it?" I'm so proud. See, she's gonna. She, she's you know gonna, what I'm saying? She's gonna grow up to be a proper horror fan. I'm like Jay. When are you going to show her good horror movies? Fuck you, like Jay. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Oh, I love you guys. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Before we go super far into this uh, memories of everything we've ever done on this damn show, <laughs> let's um, let's get into a, a, a new ongoing segment that is going to be happening on this show. Now, the name will slightly change because each name will be done after what we're doing it after. But this first one is called The Birthday Bash. And what we're doing is we are all picking a movie from the year we were born and we are going to fight them against each other. But we're not going to pick the winner you people, the listeners, are going to pick the winner. After every show, we will put a poll up in the group, and you will vote on which movie wins. So we're going to do this in rounds. Each round is going to be five movies, um, and we are starting round one tonight. And at the end of it, however many rounds we do, we are going to pick a winner. Whoever had the absolute most wins in that thing. Alright, so with that with that being said, um, I won going first, or lost, I'm not sure. And uh, I was born in 1988. A, a Lucky ma- bastard. Exa- stick and move, stick and move. <laughs> so, the movie I decided to pick, I decided to come out... Uh, I feel pretty strong. Not the not the strongest movie I've got, but I wanted to start with something that was special with me. So I decided why not go with a movie that came out the exact fucking day I was born, and that is 1990. What the fuck? <laughs> 1988's Night of the Demons. This movie is amazing from start to finish. The opening credit scene. 
like feels like it should have been put on some kind of like children's Halloween cartoon, but it's 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 fucking awesome seeing all the cool art designs. Um this movie has everything you want in a horror movie. It's got some some decent kills, it's got gore, it's got tons of hot chicks, and the best part about that, you see parts of most of them. Um you've you've got Louis Luana Quigley. I can never say her fucking name. Her first name I can never say, but Miss Quigley is in this movie. Uh, she's like 30 playing an, uh, an 18 year old, but whatever. Um, you've got her topless. You've got this Asian chick topless. You've got the, the main chick, the final girl. You got her bottomless. You get to see her ass and that's very nice. You also get to see her boobs in uh, a bra and it's, it's, it's very, very, very good. Uh, you also get the Angela dance scene, which is fucking awesome. I, this movie was one that I love watching every Halloween because it has a good Halloween feel. You get you got pumpkins, you got people dressing up, you got parties, you've got demons coming through mirrors. What more can you ask for in a Halloween movie? And on top, lipstick. the lipstick scene fucked oh God, me so up good. as a kid. I saw that, and for the, the funniest part is, is forever I thought that was actually in, a scene in Tales from the Crypt's Demon Night. Instead of Night of the Demons, and I don't know why. Um, and and one of the best parts about this movie is actually a small throwaway scene at the end where the old guy who was a dick earlier in the very beginning of the movie ends up eating a fucking apple pie filled with razors that he had put in to give out to kids, and his throat just burst open. It is so oh, fucking good. Oh, I love good. so much. I mean, this scene is great. Angela as a demon so good. is fucking awesome. I wish she would have caught on and become like a whole series. Cause I mean, this movie's garbage. Nobody should vote for it. Yeah, you you can't. <laughs> this is the perfect '80s Halloween movie to me, and I think it wins because your two movies that I haven't heard yet can go eat a bowl of fuck, and that's Night of the Demons. So that's my movie. Without further ado. Uh, Jay, you're next. What do you got? Oh, um, I picked Toxic Avenger for my first outing. Oh, going with some trauma. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, it's it's good shit. Lots of practical gory effects and scenes that have nothing to do with the plot. But hey, children get run over, so that's something, right? Yeah, you Your get points explode. for that. Uh, lots of titties. Uh, you use titties as your point. There's lots of titties in this. Um, and it started a huge franchise. There's like seven of these fucking movies. Uh, there's a video four game and a children's cartoon. There, there's four movies, not seven. But thanks Whatever. for playing. <laughs> I said like seven of them. I thought there was a part five, but I could be wrong. No, no, there's not. There's only there's only been four. But you're Either right. Way. There is a, There was a kids TV series, and I do think that TV series that cartoon did get a a cartoon movie also. Oh, maybe. Usually the cartoons like that, the movies, quote-unquote, are just like the first three episodes on a VHS with the title movie in it. <laughs> I, that is actually 100% true. I have a VHS tape over here called Transformers the Movie, and it is literally like the first three or four episodes of the Transformers cartoon series. Well, that's and... funny because there is an actual Transformers the Movie. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, I mean, a classic trauma. Like, that's one of the ones that everyone knows. Like, not everyone knows, like, Class of Nukem High or Kabuki Man NYPD or NYPD Kabuki Man, whatever it is. You know which one I'm talking about. That but I 
lots lots of people know Toxic Avenger, and so much gore. And if there was no Toxic Avenger, there would be no Guardians of the Galaxy or Slither. Wait, what? James Gunn got his start working on Tromeo and Juliet, which would not have been possible had he had Toxic Avenger not been made. Toxic Avenger is really the movie that that made and set forth trauma. It literally, I mean, it's their fucking mascot. I mean, this movie's nowhere, nowhere near as good as, as, you know, fucking night of the demons. (laughs) Um, like we've got hot Asian tits and night of the demons and nice white girl ass. I mean, I don't know what you've got over there. Like every, every set of titties over there looks like a reject from a strip club in South Georgia. So false. They are eighties aerobics titties. And they're really nice. And then you have a nerd who becomes this beefy toxic Avenger, if you will. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gets dumped in toxic waste, and so he grows muscles and his face melts. That makes sense, logically. I think there's some real science behind that. Yeah, and he starts banging a blind chick. Yeah. So there's that. Wouldn't you? Uh, typically, hot. yes. I do, actually. So... So, fair enough. Okay, well, with that being said, last but probably least, Kenneth. (laughs) Well, I don't know what I'm going to come up with against the titties and Night of the Demons and uh, the the nerd muscles, but uh, I was born in 1983, and I got Anthony Perkins with me. Psycho 2. Oh, motherfucker. Damn it. Uh, I mean, if I'll I'll go it, I'll go into a little stick here about how awesome the movie was and how great. uh, I just fucked it up, too. God damn it. (laughs) And how great of a follow up it was to the first movie, considering, you know, we've all agreed in the past that, uh, well, you and I have, and now Jay does, that Psycho 2 is probably one of the best sequels to ever be made. I'll say this as much as I don't want to support your your competitor. Uh, the <laughs> fact that the time lapse between movies was the exact was an actual time lapse within the continuity of the movies. It's fucking awesome. You're right. I mean, you know, I can keep going on with this, but uh, you know, go fuck yourself, one, Kenneth. Like I said, <laughs> it was one of the best sequels ever made. Well, just remember, you just used a really heavy hitter first round. So. Oh, I got be- I got other ones. We'll see. We'll oh, see. Fuck. I did You'll not. Egg, I legit did not think he was coming out the gate with Psycho Two. Oh, I I didn't use my best movie out the gate either. I thought we could. Uh, oh, I got a. Trust we'll me, see. I got a good one. We'll see how this goes. I don't think Kenneth would come out the gate with with his number one, like his best oh, well, movie, like Hidden true. Darkness. Uh, I think he just wanted to to make sure he put us on point that he's not fucking around. So, but that's okay. You can take Toxie, you know, and you can take Angela and uh, Norman Bates and fuck both of them up. I don't know. Demon Angela would probably literally uh, have anal about, sex with If we're Norman talking about Bates. a physical fight, they're, they'd both rip fucking Norman to shreds in the second, and then they'd go at each other. I'm talking about as characters. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's no, I don't mean I don't mean like physical. I mean like you know what I'm saying, the popular oh, characters, okay. things yeah, like yeah. that. And then on top of that, I mean you know, yeah, Toxic was kind of Toxic was kind of the uh, you know 
the the movie that built trauma. You know what I'm saying? And then Night of the Demons was really good, but I've also got uh, Psycho Three. I got the first one. I'm still not going to consider four and whatever that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You then. can't bring in those other movies. There's one from your year. No, we're talking about as a franchise. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't win on franchise marks. But here's the thing: if we were making a porno involving all these three movies, I would much rather watch the porno that involves Angela as a demon having sex with the Toxic Avenger while Ooh, Norman Bates hot. records it through a hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. That would be pretty awesome. So, with, you know, with maybe that's what we should start doing. We should start taking horror movies and taking things from characters from each one and just making pornos out of <laughs> Just have people give us like three horror movies and we somehow have to make those into a porn. <laughs> write a plot to the porn. Yeah. Uh, we'll, yeah. Like, lie, like uh, we'll, we'll do a Facebook. Li- no, we'll do a, a live video we can do through Google Hangs Out and put it on YouTube and have uh, them, them do it there so we have to do it live. Uh, that's a new Patreon perk. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Donate so, five bucks, and we'll t- and you can pick any three movies, and we'll write a porn script for you. <laughs> well, we'll write a porn synopsis. I'm not writing a right, whole right, script. right, right. I don't want to. I don't want to explain how Angela won't go ass to mouth, but she'll take a, a shot in the face from fucking good old uh, Tromy. Uh, <laughs> that toxic cum, man. Yeah, for real. So, melt her face. Uh, I, I don't know, because I'm not sure what powers the demon has and what it doesn't have. But with that being said, guys, keep an eye out. Um, a couple of days after this podcast comes out, there will be a poll, and you will get to vote in that poll, and the winner will will get the point, and we'll discuss it on like the next episode that we record. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I'm I'm going to lose that one. Um, because I feel like, uh, ah, man, fuck Psycho 2. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he got us there. Yeah, I did I just did not expect Psycho 2 to come out of there. Um, so, okay, so, guys, we have recorded, this episode right here will be episode 37 of Kill the Cast. Not including... The horror pack episodes or the KFC episodes, but this is episode thirty-seven. We started out Does with that. Ep- include the uh, side of the road episodes. Yes, those were officially numbered. Okay. So okay, so we did City of the Living Dead first. I'm just gonna go through. These are everything we've done so far. City of the Living Dead, which was just me and Jay. Then I saw the Devil, which was Kenneth and I. Then we did episode three, the first time we all three came together for The Prowler and The Witch. Oh, that was a good episode. And we came together. We came together over how much of a missed opportunity The Witch is. So, uh, <laughs> then me and Kenneth did The Black Cat from 1934, which is uh, Alex and Skeleton Crew's one of his favorite episodes. Then we all came back together to do Halloween 1978, which... We probably wow, that was our fifth episode? Fifth episode. We probably really should have waited before we did that. Yeah, we should do that one again. Maybe for uh, another anniversary we'll do that. We'll, I'll see when it came out. Um, that way I can spend another hour and a half talking about how it's not the greatest horror movie of all time. Well, yeah, we all agreed with that. We we actually all agreed with that, but we are in the m- minority there. In We're yeah. the hugest minority I've ever seen. 
So episode six was Phantasm, which uh, was was fantastic. I think we had some really really good stuff with Phantasm. That was all three of us again. Uh, episode seven was Alligator, which was just Kenneth and I. Episode mm-hmm. eight was The Village, which is by far one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded. I agree. Yeah, I really, really, really like when people are like, hey, I want to listen to your show. I was like, what? Well, this is one of my favorites. So listen to that because we we knocked that one out of the fucking park. Correct. Uh, number nine was Bram Stoker's Dracula, which was just Kenneth and I. Yeah. Number that was, fun, that, that was fun. That was a really good one. We got some props on that episode from uh, Jamie Sammons from ABC's of Hidden Horror. Sure wish I was on that episode. Yeah. Uh, episode 10 was Hush, which was the first time that someone asked for us to do a movie and we did it. Yeah. And it was the first time we did a relatively new movie, too, because that had just hit Netflix. Yeah, that was good, too. Yeah, because before that, I mean, we did the we had our conversation on The Witch, but we really didn't review The Witch. Right. So episode 11 was Evil Dead the Musical, which was actually just uh, Reese and I, because that was supposed to be the setup for... That October, where we did the entire uh, Evil Dead series. Uh, which that we, fucking cursed-ass episode, man. We recorded that, what, three times? And each time, there were just huge fucking issues. Yep. The audio didn't sync. Um, it was. Uh, one it time didn't record I, at all. One time, it just didn't record me. And then the third time, it had all these audio glitches in it that were, like, really, really bad. Yeah. Um, so instead, we did episode 12, Movie Rental Store Memories. Which I like was, that one, too. was just a lot of fun. We just got together and talked a lot about movies. And uh, Kenneth had a lot to say on that one from between uh, him like describing the creepy corner of his childhood rental store to him mm-hmm. actually going and working at a blockbuster. or where You worked at a blockbuster, right? Mm-hmm. I worked at a Blockbuster. Both of you worked at a Cockbuster. Got it. Yeah. Did you know that, like, I watched this thing, and I don't know whether y'all caught it on Facebook, but it was like a little short video of a Blockbuster still open in Alaska? Yep. Yeah, they, yeah, they do still that. have one open there. Uh, number Say what? Th- I said, yeah, they do definitely still have one open there. Yeah, I'm going to go there. <laughs> uh, episode 12 was, uh, no, that was episode 12. Episode 13 was A Nightmare on Elm Street. Which is also one of the best shows where we've ever done. Yeah, because it's a great movie that everyone loves. Because it has huge flaws in it that people love to ignore. Yep. Uh, then the the second biggest travesty we've ever recorded. Uh, episode this, uh, fourteen, brain, brain scan. scan. Yep. This mm. is one uh. that I I really do want to redo. I ruined uh. this episode because I was so fucked up on uh, Nyquil. I don't take all the blame. We all like I didn't bring my A game either. Yeah, we all kind of just shat on that one. Yeah, but it went from just a kind of meh episode to ruined because. So while I I do all the recording and I thought that if I muted my Skype, it would just not record me. But my microphone is directly recorded. So it didn't matter. So you could hear my coughing all the way through it. So they couldn't hear it, but it was still on the recording, and I ruined that episode. And like, I, yeah, I was really fucked up on Nyquil. I was on Nyquil for like a like two weeks straight during that. But episode fifteen is amazing because that's the '90s sitcom Halloween specials for Christmas, where we covered an episode of Roseanne Morin 
and Married with Children, and that is the episode that also uh, kickstarted Alex to want to do the Married with Children podcast, which I now do with him. So yeah, didn't yeah. you buy the entire Married with Children box set just so you could rip the one episode we were trying to? Uh, I I, to cover? I I did. I hundred <laughs> percent bought it so I could rip that one episode because it Jay couldn't find it. It couldn't come up anywhere. Yep. Um, episode sixteen was the last armadillo on the side of the road, which is a variety show that Kenneth and I did where we just talked about multiple topics. Episode 17 was the first episode of the, or second episode of the new year, and that's where we made Jay watch The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, we didn't, uh, we didn't finish that series where, uh, new year, new Jay. Well, that's what we're coming up on a new year. We only got two movies into it. We are coming up on a new year. I think we should switch to two Hammer Horror movies this time. I got I got six more Blu-rays that are going to go unwatched <laughs> that you bought me if we don't cover these fucking movies. That's true. We do. I guess we'll we'll have, we'll have to do that also. Um, we'll we'll sprinkle Wolfman. a couple in there. Oh, yeah, I want to watch The Wolfman. I'm yeah. actually excited for that one. You need to do The Wolfman and Frankenstein actually. So maybe right, that's what I, we'll, we'll do, do those in yeah. January, or February. We'll try to throw those two in there. Episode 18 was a, a movie Jay suggested to us. He never died. Yeah, I like that one. And I like the episode because you guys were like, eh. And I was like, yeah. Well, we were, it wasn't that we were like, eh. It's that we were like, hold up. This shit makes no religious sense. Right. So that's fine, though. Episode 19 was Dracula from 1931, where we continued the 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 fun of showing Jay old horror movies for him to not like. <laughs> I can still appreciate them, though. Let's not forget that. That's... I made that a caveat of every episode. Wow, dropping those big words. Yeah. Um. So episode 20 was the last Alex on the side of the bone road where I invited Alex to come review a movie with us, and we got halfway through the review before we just started basically doing a- an interview with Alex from the Skeleton Crew and Married with Children podcast. So that, that turned was, out to be fun. That was really fun, and it kickstarted my wanting to do these interview episodes, which we'll get into those here soon. Episode twenty-one was our very first horror coliseum, Alien versus the Thing, and that was so good. That honestly, that that the horror coliseum is my favorite thing that we do. To be honest with you, and we have some, we've got some ideas for some more, so we will get into those here in the new year, most likely. Episode 22 was Psycho 3, which uh, <laughs> Kenneth and I wanted to record an episode, and so we asked Alex, what did he want to hear? He said Psycho, well, he said Spider Baby, but I didn't own Spider Baby. The fuck is Spider Baby? It's a it's a movie, it's an old movie, it's got Lon Chaney Jr. and Sid Haig in it. Sid Haig's like a huh. kid, though. Huh, that's fucking interesting. So, episode... But yeah, we, we... We analyzed the shit out of Psycho 3. Yeah, we went fucking deep on Psycho 3. I don't think I, I've ever uh, heard anybody analyze that movie so deep. Now that I've watched them, I wouldn't mind doing a Psycho show where we cover 1 through 4 together as a as a group. That that might be fun. We might have to do that. I don't know if we can fucking go... Like, I might just have to be like, episode 3, we'll talk about it a little bit, but then everyone just go listen to Psycho 3, because we literally... We we went so far fucking deep Well, that's in that. fine. It was ridiculous. You, you should listen to that episode, Jay. Yeah. I should. And then I'll argue with you. I'll just record the points. Yeah. So, episode 23 was Best of the 80s, which... 
was one of the funnest episodes to prep for and one of the funnest to record. I really, really liked that one. Episode 24 was The Last House on the Left, which was Kenneth, me, and Mr. Watson. Jay was supposed to be there. I think I was sick or something. I don't remember. Yeah, you were dying or some shit. AIDS or something. (laughs) probably Um, that makes a whole lot of sense actually yeah we also went super fucking deep on last house on the left we we brought up some shit that i never hear people talk about when it comes to that movie you know i just bought that uh i bought that unrated version on blu-ray just recently nice uh best buy had it for like eight bucks i was like fuck yeah it wasn't the remake uh... no no it's the original it says copyright 1970 whatever on the back of it nice that's cool well, yeah, I think, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I think, um, people <laughs> actually, some people actually didn't like how far we went into Last House on the Left. Yeah, some people did say we, I think it's mostly because we dropped a lot of the humor that we normally do, and we, we were just like completely right. analyzing this fucking movie. So. Yeah, I mean, between the, between the three of us, it was, yeah. Yeah. We went way deep into that one. And, and after that, we took a little bit of a break, but we came back pretty strong with episode 25, which was Reanimator, which I also... Uh, Jay, you picked that one also, didn't you? I think, yeah, either you gave me a list or you're just like, what movies do we want to do? And I was like, yeah, fucking Reanimator. Yeah, and then for some reason, we followed that up with Puppet Master, which has one of the greatest just offside conversations about suicide and hookers you will ever hear <laughs> oh man yeah I, I almost felt kind of bad for anybody listening to that like that was kind of a personal conversation that we were just like well here we go <laughs> yeah so show 27 was the last shot at the end of the bar where i interviewed jp of 22 shots that was fucking awesome we got to hear about him having sex while watching the vhs of a nightmare on elm street part four i want to have sex while watching a serbian film Wow, okay, probably the baby <laughs> rape scene, right? Yeah, damn. <laughs> Just in general. Like, Just put it on general. and then go until it's over. Fair enough. I if oh, I, the I only... also realized that my copy that I own is not the fucking unrated, so all the good shit is cut out. Well, just wait. They're I'm dropping another sad. version of it here shortly. Thank God, because... Shit, man. I, you, you're talking about fucking DVD, for the whole movie. I wouldn't make it through the opening credits. The unrated DVD costs a lot of fucking money on eBay. If you can get it before eBay fucking pulls it. That's very true. What I was going to say, uh, if I was going to have sex to a movie to make it awkward, I would have sex during Nicolas Cage's 8mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's that's just how I roll. So anyway, I might as well just go cannibal. <laughs> oh fuck! Ugh. Oh, we still need to do that movie too. We we do. I can't find that fucking burned copy of it, so I think I'm gonna have to have Kenneth go take the copy to my dad and make him rip it for me. So show rip it. Yeah, rip it, rip it real good. Well, I'm probably gonna be coming up to your house and then in you know a few weeks or a month or so, so I'll probably just bring it with me. Oh, okay. Well. Show 28 was The Scare House, where we had director Gavin Michael Booth come on and talk about the, the movie with us, and that was a fucking awesome episode. Yeah, it yeah, was. That was, that was a lot of fun. Episode 29 was me inter- me and Kenneth interviewing Dave Z of Exploding Heads, the ABCs of Hidden Horror, formerly of Banana Laser. Banana Laser. And, and that was a good one. That one went fucking long. I think at the time... 
that was the longest episode. I can't, I think it got beat by a, a sh- the the a show coming up here in a, in a minute. But episode th- thirty, we did Horror Coliseum number two, Silence of the Lambs versus Seven for the title of greatest nineties thriller ever. That was a great show. That, I think our Horror Coliseum episodes are awesome. That that show was great because we got to discuss how Kenneth sees pop culture very different than Jay and I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that yeah. shit was fucking great. Um, okay. Show 31 was Best of the 2000s featuring JP of 22 Shots and Dave Z of Exploding Heads. I had already interviewed them. JP was actually supposed to be the one that was supposed to be on the show, and then last minute, Dave Z made a list and came on with us, and that show was fucking epic holy shit that show was long but it was (laughs) fantastic show 32 was the anime double feature uh jay missed out on this one also i can't remember what happened uh that was personal shit going on yeah um and and that's fine as long as i'm here something will get recorded and we did wicked city and perfect blue that was a i don't think a lot of people listen to that show but it was a lot of fun because the people who did listen to it and did end up watching the movies I actually liked it. People that had never had never been in anime watched both the movies and liked them both. That's good. So that was good. Episode thirty three was one Kenneth did not make. It actually was Black Xmas from two thousand and six, and yeah. it was me, Jay, and Carly from Netflix and Chill and the Unofficial Horror Pack podcast. And that was great because Jay's dumb. I let Jay. Do Black Christmas because he loves it. The Black <laughs> Christmas remake. Uh, and yeah, but now fucking... we have one of the best repeating jokes ever. And this motherfucker watches Humanoids from the Deep. <laughs> yeah, he gave me the choice of both. And I was like, oh, Black Christmas. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> and then, like, the day before, I'm putting away my laundry. I'm like, well, I better watch the movie. And I fucking put on Humanoids of the Deep because <laughs> that's just all I could remember from that conversation. Oh, my God. And then with uh, episode uh, 34, 35, and 36, that was our underground trilogy where we did Digging Up the uh, Marrow, Marabito, and Nightbreed. Yeah. So, 30, 30, this is episode 37. In two years, we have done 37 episodes, and I am the only one who's been on all of them. Yeah, well, you know what? I can't host, so. That's true. There's- we also did two uh, commentaries. We did our, the Creature Feature commentaries. We've done Python and Critters. Yeah. And coming up, we'll be doing Carnosaur. Which you should check out on the Horiophilia website because the, the commentaries come equipped with the full-on movie. Yeah, you get to watch the movie with us. You can download it on a USB, throw it in your PS4 or your fancy TV, and watch it there in the, on your couch with a hand down your pants. Yeah, like exactly the way I'm sitting. You're listening to it. Hell yeah. With one thumb outside your wristband, your waist. No, my whole hands in my shit, man. <laughs> he goes beyond the Al Bundy. Hell yeah, my whole hands in there. So yeah, we've done we've done some great stuff. There's a there's a giant back catalog. Some of the earlier stuff is a little rough, but we definitely improved pretty quickly. I will say that, especially after fan- the Phantasm episode, I think after that we really started hitting strides and really, really getting good episodes. So for those who have been here since the beginning, 
For those who have just joined us, for those who joined somewhere in between, thank you for listening, for joining us. We are, I'm super stoked to do two more years. No more than two more years, though, because then I'm going to get too big of a head and I'm possibly going to go move on to the e-network television as a, <laughs> a host for the soup. Nice. Not really. But uh, with that, that thing still a thing? I have At least you're getting paid, then. Exactly. Speaking of getting paid, we have a Patreon. Force us to watch <laughs> shit. That's, a, that's, a, that's what every podcast Patreon should be, like, subtitled. Force us to watch shit. Yeah. And speaking you know, of Jerry's that... The only, force Jerry to watch shit. He's the only one that gets the money. Well, I got bills to pay. So, speaking of Patreon, though, I actually do have a Patreon video. I've our patreon view i've got a knockout uh derek the same guy that gave us executive koala said jerry come back and do another asian film i want you to do tag by scion sono the same guy who did suicide club and i think both of you would enjoy this movie because okay how do i how do i explain this shit um there's a bunch of japanese schoolgirls. On buses, on on not like school buses, but like buses, I like where this is going. Buses, you hell tra- yeah, I've seen a lot of those videos. Yeah, buses you travel, but it's all <laughs> girls. There's no guys. This is a, a Japanese uh, school that's only for women, and that good. your your main character is sitting there writing in her poetry book as all the other girls hit each other with pillows and feathers float around everywhere. It's, um... Wait, are we still talking about this movie, or are you talking about Scarehouse? <laughs> you funny. <laughs> uh, so, and your main character for right now is Mitsuko. I can't pronounce fucking Japanese name. But, um, so, basically, the bus in front of them gets cut in half. Horizontally, not vertically. That's so cool. And... Then their bus gets cut in half, but because Mitsuko was on her knees at the time, (laughs) she did not get cut in half. And she gets off the bus, and there's bodies everywhere. There's tons of fucking Japanese schoolgirls fucking slaughtered, all cut in half. God, I'm turned on. Bodies fucking (laughs) everywhere. Literally, drowning pool guy is coming back from the dead so he can write, bodies hit the ground too. (laughs) Or hit the floor, whatever the fuck that song was called. I don't know. I don't listen to corn. Well, nothing's wrong with me. It kind of sounds like the beginning of Ghost Ship. That silence yeah, right of. there is what happens when you bring up Ghost Ship. <laughs> I don't care what you say. I enjoyed Ghost Ship. I thought it was a good movie. So anyway, so then we get some Sam Raimi-like camera action as the wind chases her down the road. And slices a few other people in half. She finally makes it to this, like, pond. And keep in mind, there's snow on the ground. So it's cold. And this, this like, lake, creek, whatever it is, is, is littered with dead bodies. She falls into it and finally climbs out of it. She finds some other clothes and she changes it into them. Now, there is no nudity in this movie. But there is a lot of gratuitous panty shots, so there is that. Japanese. Yes. 
So they love their panties. She oh. she puts on this other schoolgirl uniform and then starts running and eventually she runs into another school where it's all of her classmates who are like, "Why the fuck are you acting so weird and why are you freaking out about the wind?" Well, so they convince her that everything's okay. Uh, they're all very lesbian-like. There's one that's all like metal and she's she's like fuck the world and shit and they all skip class and go down to the 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 uh, the pond, I lake, I don't know what the fuck it is. And while they're there, they're talking about how can you change destiny or not? And the only way to change destiny is to just do something unexpected out of nowhere that you would have never have done. Um, and one, and the the metal chick talks about that, and then she pretends to go jump in the water, but she doesn't. And then we have a scene randomly of an alligator coming out of the water and and just biting her crotch repeatedly. What the fuck? This sounds amazing. And then, but but then we find out that never happens, and it was just her saying this could happen if you had done something unexpected. You never know. So they beat each other with pillows again. You have a digital copy of this. It's on Netflix. Oh okay. By the way, fuck so. me. And so then they go back to school, and then their teacher shows up with a like big Tommy gun like Gatling gun, and starts fucking shooting everyone. And then she starts running again and gets away, but and then it goes into another story where people recognize her again, and they're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And the same kind of shit happens again and again and again until it's finally explained, which I'm not, I'm not going to tell. Because, holy shit, did I not see this ending coming? And who the fuck thought this? Like, Sion Sono is, like, I know he, he comes up with some crazy-ass shit, like, Suicide Club and oh my god, fucking Strange Circus is fucking shot out. And this is this movie is nowhere near like as fucked up as Strange Circus is, but just the fact that he sat around and thought up this ending and and thought up this concept, I'm just like I'm blown the fuck away. I kind of want you to tell me off the microphone. I, I really I'm not going to tell you really just have to watch it. I think it's only I think the movie's like an hour and a half. I will now I will say this towards the end it starts to drag a little bit and i'm like okay come on pick it up but then there's this really fucking awesome uh special effect that if you're a fan of uh, a certain vein pulling scene in nightmare on elm street movies i don't know which one three maybe you will like this 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 certain scene that happens but this movie's fucking batshit insane let's put it this way at one point they're in a, a church, and she, she's walking down the aisle. And then, uh, at first, all the the whole church is filled with women. And at first, they're all like being nice, and then they start like talking shit and spitting on her. And then they all start taking off their clothes. And then the the fucking casket at the top opens where her groom would be, and it's a fucking dude in a tuxedo and a fucking pig mask. And I don't mean what like a pig mask. Fuck? I mean like a pig. A fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre pig head that he's fucking wearing. That it, sounds amazing. It's fucking... It just. I need to watch this. It's fucking insane. And, and then the, the ending's fucking just weird as shit. And it's, it's fucking... It's awesome. I fucking love this movie. I love Sion Sono. He, he does some crazy shit and I really fucking like it. It's really out there. Unlike most of his other movies, I only had to watch this once, and I and I, I think I pretty much got it, for the most part. 
Thank you, Derek, for picking this one. I hope your your next Patreon pick is as good as fucking this one, because this movie was fucking excellent. Two thumbs up from me, Derek. Fantastic fucking job at recommending a movie. I fucking loved it. Good job. Yeah. So, without further ado, I guess it's time to get into our main course tonight. We, Jay came up with the idea when we were talking about what to do for an anniversary show. And Jay said, I want to go back and do City of the Living Dead because Kenneth was not there with us. And right. I agree. I, I, fuck it. That's a great idea. Let's do that. And Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Kenneth, Kenneth gets to be involved. Eventually, every year, we'll just remake, every, we'll remake a show that one of us missed. One year, we'll actually get around to fucking Evil Dead. <laughs> Don't say that. This fucking whole recording might crash. And the cool <laughs> yeah. thing about us doing City of the Living Dead right now is 22 Shots every November does Italian Horror Month where they, they run through a shit ton of Italian horror movies. Uh, each episode is based on a certain director. Um, the first episode they did was for this month, for well, for this year, was a episode on Dario Argento. And they've got three other directors coming up. So it's kind of cool because our, our thing actually lines up with their Italian Horror Month. So we're jumping on Italian Horror Month with City of the Living Dead, which is a 1980 horror movie from Italian director Lucio Fulci. It holds a 6.3 rating on IMDb and a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, which Q Kenneth saying fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is garbage, though. Yeah, they are. They're fucking shit. That it is. So, now, okay, for Jay and I, we've, we've actually already walked through this movie before and explained it, so we'll see how our opinions have changed. But, Kenneth, you were not there for the first time, so if you will, sir, how do you feel about City of the Living Dead? Um, I really, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, this is the first time I have watched it in almost 20 years. Wow, holy uh, shit, 20 yeah. years? Yeah, I was probably, the first time I watched this movie, I think I was 16 years old, and that was the only time I watched it. Damn. So, yeah, and I'll be uh, 36 in 2019, so almost 20 years. Holy shit, all right. Yeah, Good so, job. Yeah, so this is the first time I watched it, and um, there were some of the key scenes that, uh, you know how, like, uh, when it's a long period of time, and you watch a movie, your mind can fabricate things that you thought looked the way they did, but then when you watch it, it 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 looked completely different. And you're like, oh well, fuck. Did um, did you remember Bob getting it in the eye instead of in the temple? No, what I remembered was um, uh, I had actually completely forgotten about that scene. But uh, I, when I was watching it earlier today, I had to like pause it and try to figure out how they did the effect, and I figured it out. But uh, was it no, the, it was the one, eyes bleeding scene? No, it was the chick. Well, yeah, the but the next part of it, not the bleeding. You're talking about the guts. Yeah, the guts. Oh, oh we yeah. went over that in the episode. I actually remember that conversation because Jerry explained what happened. Yeah, I explained uh, how they how they did that. Like she had oh. to actually eat them and then vomit them up, right? Wasn't yeah, that she it? legit had like ate them and, and vomited them up. Except for the scene where it's just her mouth, which is obviously a fake head, and they have it pushing out. But the scenes where you see her full face, she is legitly throwing up intestines. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking but, dedication right there. 
But the way that it looked and everything, I, I, I remembered that happening. But I couldn't remember exactly the way it looked. And so seeing it this time around, it it was just as good as I remembered it being, even though it didn't look the same as I remember. That's good. I, I um, In that scene, though, I love the fucking eyes bleeding. I love how they did that. I love how they used the hair to help block the small tube that's running to her eye for the blood to right. come out. Like, yeah. fucking, I love the way her eyes look when they're bleeding. I gotta throw that out there. I love when people's eyes bleed, too. But yeah, I mean, overall, I thought, you know, it, I mean, it was a good movie. My favorite, one of my favorite things about the movie was the music. I really, really liked the music. I, um, I looked, I looked up some of the filming locations and actually the Savannah, cemetery, Georgia. Yeah. And so I'm going to, I'm going to head down there at some point in time, um, and go check it out and see if it looks even anywhere near the same. Um, that would be fucking awesome actually. Right. But uh, overall, I mean, it was, I mean, it was a good movie. You know, there were some things that I'm looking at it like, okay, you know, like uh, I, I wish that you know, it was a little more difficult than just to stab a, a zombie in the in the stomach with a wooden cross or, or stomach or my rebar. ass. He stabbed him in the dick. Either, <laughs> oh, well, all right. What about the tick, the blonde tick? You know, close to the end of it. I mean, he just stabbed her in the stomach with a set with a you know what looked like a piece of rebar. You know what I'm saying? I agree. But the one cool thing about when he stabs her is that when he pulls it out, like there's weight to her shirt, so it looks like intestines come out. But you're right. Yeah. Why did they go down? Why did she go down off of fucking one stab? I mean, yeah, that was it. And the same thing with the with the preacher at the end of it. I mean, it's just one stab with this wooden cross, and you know that's the end. Everything is over. And I'm like, that was kind of fucking lame. You know, I guess uh, the ending I of guess. this movie is not very good. There's no. there's there's quite a few issues with this movie, in my opinion. I mean the best the best thing about the movie, you know, looking at it now was you know just the effects. Yeah, that was it. So you know the storyline was all right. Yeah, like because it, but this movie feels so fucking disjointed to me. As you go through the movie, like, like they have there's the the opening scenes of the seance in New York, and then the priest hanging himself in the cemetery, which I never noticed. I don't know if I don't remember bringing this up when we did it last time, but the priest floated up to the noose. Like, there was no stepping on anything. He floated up to the noose. Did y'all notice that? All right. No. Yeah, no, I did not. There's no fucking stepping. He just, like, 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 he just goes right up to it, puts his neck in, and then falls. Like, but he floats up to it, which is fucking weird. But then the, the you go to, Mary dies, the detective shows up, and he fucking, he's, like, giving them all a third degree. Like, you've all got warrants. You were selling drugs before. You know. <laughs> where are the drugs? Where are the where fucking are the drugs? drugs? Are you on grass? There's are you on There's a fucking dead coke? body on the ground, though. He's like, yeah, well, the drugs. Yeah, so he makes, like, such a big deal. And then the fire scene happens, which I will say that fire scene does not work. The, you can tell no. the film reversal on it. It's just yeah. so weird. So, it's so weird. So that that happens, and, and you think this is going to be a big thing because the detective makes such a big deal out of all this. You never see that motherfucker again. No, nope. not once. <laughs> like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, and that that was weird. And then, like, right after that, you go to you you get close to the scene where you first see Bob, and he's going to get his blow up doll, and he just throws it on the ground and it blows up itself. How does that happen? 
Now, I don't know much about fucking blow-up dolls, so I'll go to the expert. Kenneth, how does that fucking work? I don't know, man. I mean, I was thinking the same thing when I was watching the movie. I'm like, okay. So, you guys know those automatic inflatable air mattresses? Same thing. I was thinking more along the lines of a fucking emergency boat. It has to be more like that. There you go. Same thing, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's an emergency fuck toy. You just throw it and poof. Yeah, so that happens, and then we see this fucking fetus on the ground that's covered in fucking worms and mud and shit like that. And it's just, like, this whole scene is odd. That's an odd way to introduce the Bob character. Fucking Bob. The more I, I thought the of... house that he was at was really, really creepy, though. I liked uh, you know, that's That's one thing that I can honestly say about this movie is that it seems like the atmosphere, the creepy atmosphere... Is, is a whole lot better than the movie itself. Yeah. You know, because because making the look, the creepy look of everything going on, was so much better than, you know, the story that it was creepy for. I agree. This this The story for this movie has a lot of issues, but the special effects are really good, and the atmosphere is really good. I love the music for this movie. I do not think it works in the movie. Like, it just never, like, there's, there's scenes where, where, like, the music will start, and then it'll just stop randomly, something will happen, and then it'll just start back up, and you're like, what the fuck? So, the editing for the music is not good, but I feel like the music itself no, no, I love the soundtrack. is great and works, and works fact, fine. the ending song of this episode will be a song that samples the soundtrack. Yeah, you finally get to pick one. Yeah, and I'm going with I'm I, I I wanted to see has anyone sampled this music in ever? And it turns out one of someone I listened to has sampled it. So that'll we'll get to that later. Is but, it somebody I've listened to? Uh, I don't know because it's hip hop. Well, I like hip hop. We'll it's, see though. It's, it's anyway. Go on. Anyway. So, yeah, this, the introduction of of Bob is fucking weird, and then we jump to this fucking bar. Where the mirrors crack and they're like, dude, what the fuck? Since Father Tom's died, shit's going, we, we need to get out of here. And the bartender's like, guys, literally a truck just drove by and it was vibration or some shit. Come have a beer. Then the fucking wall splits open and it's like, you know what? Never mind. We're all going to fucking die. Everyone's just fucking out. Hey, uh, I have to stop you right there. Um, I, this is completely off the subject of the movie that we're talking about at this current moment. But uh, I decided, since you said it was on Netflix, to put on tag on the TV. Oh, my my God. Right? Dude. Dude, but no, seriously, though, turn it off and and watch it. You need to watch it where you can pay attention to it. I I just wanted to see that opening sequence, and I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, the top of the bus just comes off, just whoop. Yep, it's fucking it's fucking fantastic. But anyway, uh, back, right, yeah, back, good enough. I'm sorry. Back to this movie. So we find out that the ancestors the ancestors here in Dunwich were Salem witch burners, which one makes no fucking sense. And if you don't believe me, just ask uh, Jamie Salmon's that, and she will fuck you up for even bringing up Salem witches. But the, so what? Everyone just f- fled to Dunwich, New York. Because Salem is not in New York, correct? Nope. No. 
And as far what well, technically we don't know where Dunwich is. I just assumed it was in New York because they drove from New York City to Dunwich in like a day. So I'm just I'm just assuming it's there. But anyway, I guess. So I then, guess I don't know. Then we jump to. I don't a, know how all that. Ask you know who you need to ask. Who? Ask Alex if everything is easily accessible up there. He's in New Jersey. Yeah, but New Jersey's right next to New York, and I mean, that's you know. true. That, that is, is true. Correct, Omar. You have a point. So then we do another fucking. Let's jump to a random fucking scene and introduce characters. This is what does the entire movie. It jumps scenes to introduce characters. So we have like the therapist talking to uh, another chick who's holding a cat, and then another chick comes in and. and at the end of it, you're just like, this was literally here just to introduce characters. One that's going to die, like, in the next fucking scene anyway. Right. So it it just does this over and over. Um, but we got to talk about one of the biggest scenes. The, the, the cemetery scene where Mary is in the coffin. So, one, that blonde, uh, the blonde guy, he's from Cannibal Holocaust, in case you didn't know. The blonde guy who works at the graveyard. Yes. I didn't even think about it. Yep, he he is from there. But, like, so Mary's in the coffin. She wakes up, and our reporter dude goes over there to start busting it open with a fucking pickaxe. And I'm like, why <laughs> would you throw a pickaxe at the fucking head of the coffin? Throw it at the fucking feet or something. He's the Maybe world's greatest detective. I, I, I even think about this, okay? How, does, how do you know? I mean, both sides of the coffin look exactly the same. That's, so, yeah, I thought about I thought about that. I was think, I was thinking that myself when I was watching the movie. I was like, man, I was like, God damn, why would you be dumb enough to fucking sling that pickaxe okay, but all, where somebody's face is going to be? But how would he know which side the face Because all grave plots are, are done a certain fucking – like they're not put in there just willy-nilly. They're planned out. They're fucking in no, order. No, no, no. Okay, okay. I, I, will, I will differ from you. And the only – and I would not give you this information if, number one, A – this conversation had not been had literally yesterday between me and my mom. And then number two, because it's needed for the podcast, but this is kind of personal. All right. My grandparents are buried right next to each other at, uh, my grandfather died first and my grandmother died later. My grandfather died in 93. My grandmother died in 99. All right. They buried my grandfather's head at the stone. And when they put my grandmother in there, they buried her feet at the stone. Was there any reason for that? Or? Nope. Nope. They were it just, just like that way. And then my mom actually said something about it, and they wouldn't change it for whatever reason. So I mean, but my mom really didn't give me a whole lot of details. But that is the way my grandparents are buried. Okay, fair, fair enough. Well, I'll, I'll so, take that. Well, speaking of this, let's get into okay, Kenneth. You, you never responded. To, you messaged us earlier today saying that the priest would not get buried in the cemetery if he had committed suicide. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about it when I when I put it. Okay, he wouldn't get buried in the Catholic, like like right next to the Catholic Church because the uh, the uh, suicide is an unforgivable sin. Correct. So therefore, they will, the, the Catholics will not bury their priests uh, there Correct. Because, because they get ex- immediately get excommunicated or whatever. But then you brought up the point about the family plot. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, I, you never responded to that, so I didn't know if you had accepted I, my answer or I, I not. Was, I, I was busy or whatever else, and then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, because I, I thought about it after you said it. It made perfect sense. 
Okay, fair enough. I I had to check. Hey, uh, have y'all ever watched like porn from like Russia? <laughs> what? What the Does, fuck kind of Bob, segue is I'm, that? I'm sure I have at some point. Bob looks like that. Those fucking guys in the the Czech Republic porn that are like paying someone to let him sleep with their girlfriend. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Do you? Does he not look like that guy? Like, they always have this fucking white guy who's got a big forehead and his eyes look sunken in. And he's always, like, paying someone to sleep with with their girlfriend. Sure. Look. Yeah. You know what? I will fucking pull a Father Thomas and force feed you a bunch of worms and mud like he did to Emily, Jay, if you don't get up on your fucking Russian porn. Okay. I didn't know Gotham was on Netflix. I'm sorry. Yeah. What you get off of Netflix? We're podcasting. <laughs> so uh, I am at least into the in the conversation. So, <laughs> so I am in the conversation. We find out Mary's alive, and and Mary's like the the priest hanging himself could open the gates of hell. We have to close the gates of hell because the Book of Enoch like says. It. And I'm like, I don't think they did any research on the Book of Enoch when they wrote this. They were just like that. Shit sounds right. cool. Were you? I'm thinking thing? this. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. What is it? Is it what they say it is at all? No, no. It's more of it's more of a chronicle of like the hierarchy of angels in heaven. Oh, that's badass. I kind of want to read that then. Yeah, that's, it, that's more of what it's like. Yeah, it's, you know, that's it's, what it's about. It's it's it, it's really interesting. Yeah, and I just don't know why they were you like the like the whole time they're just like uh, the Book of Enoch predicts the future, and I'm like. Bitch, what are you where? fucking talking about? <laughs> you think to yourself, you're like, where? <laughs> Bitch, but where? Hey. Uh, Bitch, where? <laughs> like, I was just like, what the fuck? But anyway, back to that bar that we're going to go to again for some reason. So Bob apparently a couple of years ago tried to fuck a 13-year-old in the woods or something. I'm Good assuming she's 13 because she's a couple of, they say a couple of years ago and we see her later on in the scene where Bob actually dies and she's smoking weed and not wearing a bra. So I'm assuming she's at least 17 or 16 there. And the crazy thing is that she didn't seem like she was all shaken up about Bob. No, if for, for such a fucking event to happen where they were like, no, Bob was, you know, doing some creepy shit. Good thing we found her. She's all like, oh, hey, Bob, oh, I just need a place to sleep. Sweet, you want to smoke a fucking joint? Like, right. really? I mean, and, she doesn't, yeah, yeah, she doesn't seem like she's bothered by Bob at all. Also, this is like the first time this entire movie where Bob comes off as fucking normal. Like, every right. other time he looks strung out or he's a dick to Emily, who I still don't know why Emily was going to see him. They never explain that. And she's like, I don't That's know why true. people fucking hate him. Well, apparently because he tried to fuck a 13-year-old and you're not allowed to do that. And if you don't believe me, ask Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh man, fucking too nice. soon. I don't give a fuck. Uh, no, I don't give a fuck either. If you think I give a fuck, then you don't know me. Yeah. So, they, and they talk about five people have disappeared in forty-eight hours, and then we go back to a. What the fuck is the point of the scene where Mary and the reporter are stopped on the side of the road, and he's looking at the map, and she's like, "I'm hungry." And I thought they were gonna fuck. I thought they were gonna fuck too, and they, you know that's another thing. This reporter gets the fuzzy end of the lollipop that is in his glove compartment because, as far as we know, he never bangs this chick. And this whole time, we feel like they are trying to fuck, and they never do. And it, it, he gets his head crushed in, 
by fucking zombies that have apparently have the ability to instant transmission. I guess they yeah. fucking went to Planet Yardrow, wherever Goku went. Because they can do that also. Which also makes no sense when they open Father Thomas's grave and they're like, he must have broke out from the other side. And I'm like, broke out? He can do instant transmission. He can just <laughs> appear fucking places. What do you mean broke out? Also, he has instant transmission. How did he get stabbed in the dick? He should have fucking put fingers to forehead and got the fuck out of there. Or, <laughs> fingers to forehead. <laughs> or that spot where it's like he's intentionally trying to scare people. I mean, it's just... That, uh, I thought that was ludicrous. Where where the, the, the two people, the chick that pukes her guts up, they're sitting there and then all of a sudden they see him swinging and then not. <coughs> I, I didn't understand yeah. that. It's like, why are you trying to... I didn't understand it. It's like, okay, you're supposed to, you're, you want to make them a little uneasy first before you kill them. Um, for, well, for what? Well, you know what? The only thing I'll say to that is, uh, she talks about how the book of Enoch is all, is, is all about the fear of humankind. And you have the psychiatrist all the time being told that the person died of fear. So I'm, maybe it's a, a Freddy thing where he's got to get them all revved up in fear juices. And that's he gets he that helps him open the gates of hell that I never get to see open. I guess it's because apparently it's in uh, underground in Savannah, Georgia, or something. I don't fucking. I, I don't still know. think it's stupid. I know I agree with you, but I actually, but I like those scenes. I love seeing uh, priests being hung. So <laughs> I, I'm a, I love you. hung priests too. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan there. What I'm not a big fan of in this movie is how many times do I have to see a fucking camera shot of someone's eyes? And how uh, many times well, do I have to have... He loves eyes. He fucking loves eyes, but yet he doesn't stab a single eye out in this movie. No, he just insinuates. We, yeah, it, we no, thought he it doesn't insinuate. He cock teases. Yeah, that's what I mean. Fucking Fulci and his cock teasing eyeballs. So speaking True. of cock teasing, uh, there's a little kid in here named John John. Who John John? Ex- good old John John. Good old John John. He, he he his sister is the one who was one of the chicks that got killed. Emily, the one who's banging the psychiatrist, and like it's unfortunate too. She was hot. She is really fucking hot, actually. Um, but there's a scene where he runs to his mom and he's like, "Emily's back from the dead and she's trying to kill me." And I'm just thinking from a parent's point of view how traumatizing it would be to have your youngest son tell you that. Your your daughter who just died today is already back and trying to kill him. It did seem like they were a little chill about it, you know. Maybe they smoked a joint before he ran up there. They could that could actually be very fucking true. Now got a little bump of the hair on. Yeah, that's hey, you know sometimes that uh, that that fine china gets you through. You know what I'm saying, Dan Chase. Um, <laughs> so here's my question for man fuck Dan Chase for 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 you Jay after you get uh, well you're gonna have one after you get done from a nice uh, therapy session where a cat bites you <laughs> uh, do you go home to paint floating rhino heads that float above beaches where the wave I really crashes? thought that painting was cool there's nothing else to do but paint floating rhino heads. Well, I'll, I'll have to remember that when I go into therapy here soon, because apparently that's what you do. But 
we get another scene of a dead body showing up here. No one, no one really gives a shit. What we do give a shit about is Bob being caught by Ross and that cock teasing oh, habit. Bob Ross, you oh shit, you're you're fucking right. Bob gets caught by Ross. It is Bob Ross, except they're not going to paint happy little trees. They're going to nope, put a goddamn... they're going to paint his fucking drill with some brains. Yeah, for real. Now, I, to this day, am still pissed off that this is not an eyeball scene. There's no reason that this is not an eyeball scene, even though the effect looks really fucking good. Yeah. It should have been an eyeball scene. Fulci, I'm calling bullshit on you right now. Yeah, uh, I agree. So... Maybe he did it because the movie was filmed in America. Uh, well... That doesn't even make any sense. What? It wasn't supposed to. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um. <laughs> so, okay. John John's parents die, and we don't get to see it. What the fuck? They're they're apparently fucking. All right, that's another thing. Where it talks we don't about, see it. Right. It talks about how they're shredded all the pieces and all the and all the rest of this. That, you know, torn apart and whatnot, and then. You see the three dudes in the bar that get killed, and they look like they, they fucking, you know, got, they got sucked on a couple of good times, and that was about it. Yes, exactly. And, and fuck, here's the thing. We only had those bar scenes, so when the three people in the bar die, we can be like, oh, yeah, look, it's the zombies affecting the town. Right. But they weren't shredded to pieces or anything, and I'm like, that was fucking lame. Yeah, that, that that was something that I was kind of disappointed in. But anyway, they all go to the fucking cemetery again, and they're like, uh, they're supposed to get this done before midnight, but guess what? It's All Saints Day. They fail yep. greatly, but they're still like, they're going to try it. So they go down there. This is where the movie really kind of turns for me. The zombies look good. But everything that happens here, Sandra shows up as a zombie. She instant transmission and does another skull crunch. How many people die in this movie from getting their back of their fucking skulls crushed? Like four or uh, five people die this one way. And a half. Twelve. I'm pretty sure there weren't even twelve and a half people in this movie. <laughs> uh, my numbers are calculated using extreme science. What? Who? Extreme science from who? People who believe the Earth is flat. Uh yeah. What do you get your science from the same guy who advises David Wolf? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where well, does your you know, fucking the, science come the from? The sun is chocolate energy made whole by chocolate avocados. Chocolate energy? What are you fucking fat boo? What is no, now I'm uh, I'm making fun of David Wolf now. Oh. It sounds like you're from California. Who's David Wolf? You just referenced him. Did I? Oh, shit. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, the fuck, man? But yeah, also, how come when Bob comes back as a zombie, even though he's been dead for, like, less than a day, he's all he's all fucked up looking? Like, but they're like, well, instead of a normal decomposed body, since you're joining the, the Gates of Hell team under uh, Father Thomas's run, you have to look all fucked up. Yeah. Team God. I wonder uh, if he I, went I, back as a zombie and got his blow-up doll. I actually liked the way the zombie makeup was done. I, I agree. I actually kind of liked it. It was it, it was it was different, and you know, you know, it wasn't like it didn't have that Return of the Blind Dead look, you know, or 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 any of those. Whoa, whoa, it had whoa. its own kind of feel to Are it. Are you you're saying the Blind Dead in all respect, right? You ain't talking shit on Night of the Seagulls. Kind of. Don't be talking shit about Night of the Seagulls. What? Uh, there's a there's these Italian movies called uh, that that they're loosely called the Blind Dead. 
movies. It's called the Blind Dead trilogy, even though there's four of them, and they're very loosely based. Uh, one of them, Night of the Seagulls, is about like these zombie Templar knights who come back to this town to sacrifice a chick. It's getting a Blu-ray release by Scream Factory in like February. It's Weird. fucking. It's 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 old school. Like uh, I want to say they were Spanish. I think so. Horror movies? Just watch them. Just watch them, Jay. Just Don't, watch them. They're on or, Shudder, or, but a lot of times the dialogue is so fucking far off. Like, the audio track is so missynced from the video that it's unwatchable. Wow. Or, uh, like, Zombie Holocaust or something like that, you know? I mean, I really, really liked, I, I, I liked how these looked. And, you know, uh, I, it was one of those... Where it didn't have the same, it didn't have the feel of like, you know, uh, Night of the Living Dead or any of those. And then later on, even the zombie movie, even the zombies that we have today, I still think it had its kind of its own, its own look. You know? Uh, no, I, I uh, actually agree with you completely. The in, so, this the the set down here also looks fantastic. All the zombies coming up when they go into that one room where it's all the skeletons in the ceiling. Yeah, that is fucking epic. Everything looks so good down here, but it's just sad that that like the zombies die over the smallest pushover things. With like you bringing up Sandra being stabbed in the stomach once, slightly, she's probably taking dicks longer than that, and she's dying from it. Fucking makes no sense. And then right, and, and then fucking the priest being stabbed in the dick by a giant broken wooden cross and that kills him. Maybe it's because it's a cross that it kills him. I don't I don't know. Yes, the power of Christ compels okay, you. Okay, but if that's the case, if I if I take my dick out and just put my finger across of it to make a cross and then I jack off, does that make it holy fucking come? Will that destroy yes. him also? Yes. That's so fucking stupid. That's in the director's cut. He explains that. Well, there is. And I wish there was a director's cut in this because, well, we'll get to that. So, <laughs> yeah, all the all the zombies have instant transmission here. And anyway, to beat evil, you stab a, a priest in the dick with a big cross, and, and it ends so easily. They come back up. Jerry and Mary, which by the way, Jerry in the credits is spelled with a G. And I want to take a second to say that uh, not only am I completely against Jerry being spelled with a G uh, for a man. That is that is the women's spelling. It is It was dictated by law of the Spice Girls that Jerry pronounced with a G is for women. Jerry pronounced with a J is for men. Spice Girls law dictates this. I, I fully believe that so Lucio Fulci is... So you're saying that a woman can't have, can have her name be named Jerry and it start with a J? No, Spice Girls dictated that. You don't go. You fucking Look, pig. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends, okay? I wish that's how it worked. So but before you pig. sleep with me, sleep with all of my friends first, and then we'll see if you deserve to sleep with me. It didn't, say, okay. it, didn't mean, it didn't mean get with all my friends as in having sex with them, by the way. Well, that's what it should mean because that's how it sounds. Yeah, but what if you actually had to have sex with all their friends? What if they're, yeah, like, well, only I hanging out? I would have banged out? all the Spice Girls. Yeah, dibs on Baby Spice. Anyway, they come... Jerry and Mary come out of the grave, and little John John starts running to them, and as little John John runs to them all smiling like a fucking idiot, they start freaking out and screaming, and that's the end of the movie. About what? 
We don't know because There's the original the original ending of this movie was destroyed. No one knows how. The rumor is is that coffee was spilt on the film. It was not salvageable. So this is the ending we got. The problem is is nothing's came out to say what the actual ending was. I cannot find anything that says what the fucking ending was supposed to be. I don't know if it's something to show that John John is actually like another zombie or something, or the gates of hell are open and now in instead of it was actually John John this whole time manipulating everything from behind the scenes. I don't know. I am manipulating everything behind the scenes. Yeah. So the, with my dick. The this movie has problems building atmosphere because of how it randomly jumps. It just feels so disjointed, so, even though I like the atmosphere in this movie. It just, it never seems to be able to to focus uh, between some scenes that are it's just got ADD. Yeah, there's some scenes that are just not needed to it jumping all over the place. It can hardly settle on just one thing. the The characters never seem to go anywhere. There's no fucking thing as character development in this movie whatsoever, and everything just kind of ends. It's fun to watch all the kill scenes, and the zombies look amazing. But it's hard to ever get lost in this film. Even though you're completely lost the entire time in this movie. <laughs> right? And, and, and oddly enough, I, there's no nudity in this movie. It's yeah. always unfortunate. Yeah. No, I, I, there's nobody in that movie I would want to see naked. What, I'm sorry. Emily? The chick, yeah. I'm sorry. That one, The one chick that was originally Yo, banging the... Uh, psychiatrist, the, uh, yeah. Emily, who the, yeah. dies. Dude, uh, she was banging. Did you see absolutely. the ass on those tight I 70s jeans? And then, me, the, son. and then the chick that came back to life, I would, t- uh, you know, well, the one that came out of the coffin that almost took an eye and took a, uh, a, uh, the oh. thing to the face. Yeah. Pickaxe. Yeah, I would totally bang her. T- yeah. The pickaxe. I would totally bang her too. Yeah. So this is not Fulci's best movie. Uh, I definitely prefer, Z- uh, zombie two and uh, the, obviously, uh, the beyond. The Beyond, I think, is probably his his best movie, even if Zombie 2 is his most known movie. Zom- the Beyond is way more focused on what it's trying to do. And House by the Cemetery is, is okay. And then you've, there's there's a bunch of other Fulci movies. Fulci, Fulci is good fucking time. I, I enjoy watching a Fulci movie because unlike Ar- Argento, where it, you know there's an art to it and it's beautiful and all this shit, Fulci is just downright dirty fucking Italian fun. And and that's what I like about it. Uh, <laughs> just a heads up, uh, there are many many Fulci movies that came out in '84. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you get the Beyond in '84, or did you get House by the Cemetery in '84? Uh, let's see. House by the Cemetery has. This I got House by the Cemetery. Kid. I have a movie called Beyond the Darkness. Is that the same thing? No, it should just be the Beyond. <laughs> Hold on, let me see. I got I got the Blu-ray right here for the Beyond. Uh, when did this fucking come out? Tell me when you Oh, came no, out. here's the other one. It's called Eye of the Dead or Manhattan Baby. Oh, Manhattan Baby. I like Manhattan Baby. That one's fun. This is a, doesn't fucking tell me when... What happened to putting the fucking uh, date... Look in the copyright. When the, I'm looking, but it's it's giving me just when they made the disc and not when they made the movie. Oh, uh, well... Did I tell you all about that movie that I watched called Man Versus... No, no, but I've heard other people talk about it. It was it was interesting. It, you know, it's basically like uh, what you get from what the title of it, man versus dude goes out into the wilderness to show his survival skills or something like that, and he's and he's 
uh, recording like something for YouTube or whatever. And, uh, yep, turns out there's really something in the woods that tries to fuck his ass up, and then it becomes like this battle between him and this creature and whatnot. It's pretty cool. Is it a humanoid from the deep? <laughs> you said fuck mm, his well, ass, so it I'm is, assuming. It is if I watch it. <laughs> There's this movie, right? Where was it? All right, let me ask y'all a question. This is completely off the subject of horror, but let me ask y'all a question. When was the last time that either one of y'all heard a movie that was big time that had Antonio Banderas in it? Uh, Expendables 3 or whichever one he was in. And how long ago was that? I don't know, a few years. Yeah, I can't remember when Expendables 3 came out. But, I mean, a, a big movie with him is the star. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, I guess? Yeah, right? All right, so... All right, I'm scrolling through Netflix, and I came across this movie that's got him on it called Security. And the funny thing to me about this is the description. <laughs> he was desperate for work and way overqualified. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, that's fu- that is fucking great. <laughs> that is pretty funny. He's got but a new movie first... coming out, actually, that I want to see. It just says, but his first night on the job put his training to the test. But I just thought that first line was, oh my God. That is he is desperate for work. All like, right. Oh, my God. All right. Let's, let's, let's wrap up City of Living Dead. Now, I'm Jay. Wrap my dick up. In what? Wrap my dick up. <laughs> In a condom before I have sex. Anaconda? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Because it don't God. want none Wait. unless you got buns, son. You wear condoms? That's exactly what you came to my mouth. You fucking sailor. Only when I fuck strangers. Oh. Fair enough. <laughs> so, pretty much everyone. Yeah. Okay. They got to have papers. If they got papers that says they're clean, I'm down. <laughs> well, do they check your papers? Do you have papers? Do you carry your own papers in your wallet? I, I might. You don't oh, know. Oh, shit. Hey, you know what? Practice safe sex. He does. How close do you live to Seattle? Uh, 40 hour. I don't know. Close. We'll say close. close. How did okay. he just say 40 hours close? <laughs> I, I was saying, I was trying to say 40 minutes to an hour. And then I decided that those might be wrong depending on the day of the week. And so. I, I was just thinking I about the correlation between him having oh, to carry God. med papers in his wallet and living close to Seattle. Okay. Yeah. So, Jay. <laughs> yes. How do you feel about City of the Living Dead now compared to when we watched it two years ago? Uh, about the same. I love the effects. I think the fucking plot is all over the place and a lot of it doesn't make any sense, but, you know, it is what it is. Okay. How do you feel about us choosing that as our first movie ever to review? Uh, it was very random. I don't know what got us to choose that. I guess I think because we were discussing uh, zombie because I watched zombie because it was us doing the 31 days of horror both at the same time that got us talking about a podcast. And I think one of the movies that I watched was zombie or zombie two or whichever wherever the shark, the movie with the shark. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that movie got us talking about Fulci in general and you were like oh we should totally watch oh yeah we should totally you, do you, city of the living dead you hadn't seen city of the living dead and it was on netflix or hulu at the time hulu. I, think- I, I uh i remember it was on hulu because i fucking uh while i was listening it to find the quote that i was gonna use from the old show i mentioned that it's on hulu plus <laughs> yeah because at the time we were gonna do only streaming movies right and so I was like, dude, let's do City of the Living Dead because it's known but not super known. So it'll work out really well. Yep. So, okay. Uh, Kenneth, 
how do you yes. feel about City of the Living Dead two years after you did not review it? <laughs> well, how I feel about City of the Living Dead 20 years later, uh, almost 20 years later. Uh, it was, like I said before, It was. I mean, it's a good watch. The special effects were amazing. Um, I really like the drill through the head scene because, you know, when he's kind of sitting there still moving his head and his mouth comes open or whatever, and the drill bit's still going in his head, I thought that was really, really good, even though it's just two drill bits on both sides of his head spinning at the same time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought that was really good. So, you know, overall, the special effects were great, but the special effects and the score was probably the best things about the movie. Other, everything else was just kind of like, eh, you know. I really didn't need anything else. They could have just played the little clips of each one of the special effects and had the music going over top of it, and I'd have been happy. I'm going to recut the movie just for you. Huh. Do it. Fair enough. Uh, I, I I actually was a bit more critical on the movie this time, which I think it, it speaks to two years of reviewing movies with y'all. I, I, I was pointing out a lot of different things that I was not liking. While still... Did you listen to the recording before you did this one? No, I actually told Jay that I wanted to, but it was so busy at work this weekend that I just could not even listen to anything. There was just no time to do it. So I didn't go back and listen to it. So this is all completely fresh, my my new point of view. I still really like it, but you watch, Kenneth's right. You watch it for the kills, the gore, and the soundtrack, even though I still don't think the soundtrack fits. I still love that fucking soundtrack. I, lo- I love Italian soundtracks, especially ones Fulci does with this and what you have in, like, Zombie 2. It's fantastic. So, I I'm s- watch the movie for fun, but d- d- it, the fucking story doesn't matter whatsoever. Uh, that's Correct. What I'm so, uh, the ending song I said was from this. So, okay. There is a rapper by the name of Necro, and he samples a lot of Italian horror soundtracks. And he sampled this, but te- he sampled a band who did a remake Holy of, shit. of the theme song from this, and he sampled them in his song, The Dispensation of Life and Death. And that song actually starts off with... Charles Manson talking like it's a it's an actual audio clip of Charles Manson talking saying y'all are trying to arrest me for the dispensation of life and death and the fucking oh, so president it's like of similar the... to my tinder profile yes um, <laughs> and, and it's, it's a good song if you if you don't like hip-hop you probably won't like this but if you like horror movies you might like it because it's it's very much in the horrorcore genre though necro does not call himself that he calls it death rap and his stuff is honestly a lot more fucking violent than what you would hear from a lot of other horrorcore rappers so he's like the cannibal corpse of fucking rap uh yes in the sense that much like the guy from cannibal corpse he only knows how to use one flow and it's it's just the instrumentals that keep changing yeah fair enough um so it's it's i really like the song it's it's a fucking brutal song, and if, even if you don't like the the rap, listen to the beat. The beat's really fucking good. Necro is fucking fantastic at. He makes his own beats. He produces his own songs, and it's fucking awesome. So the dispensation of life and death is what we are going to be listening to for our outro. 
and that's by Necro. You've been with us for two fucking years. Two fucking years, and we're going to keep going. We've got stuff planned. Our next episode will also be an Italian flick. We are going to do Zombie, a.k.a. Zombie 2 by Lucio Fulci to keep up with Italian Horror Month and just to do another Fulci film because it's fucking excellent. But we are getting the fuck out of here. Thank you all for watching. All links in the description. Facebook, YouTube, Patreon, Horror Pack, shirts, all that fucking amazing shit. So check us out. Check us out in the Facebook group. We will see you all next time. You know all that pimp shit. I'm out. Jay, do you have any last words? Peace. That's fantastic. Kenneth, what do you got for the people? I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) We are fucking out of here. Later, guys. Do you want me to be the guy you're trying to make me? Do you want me to be the guy that orders people to die? Do you want me to be the dispensation of life and death? You convicted me for dispensating life and death, man. The president of the United States can't even do that. I splattered all over concrete like plaster on Sabbath, a blasphemous disaster. I provide you with intricate, sadistic shit to guide you, but this to click and will divide you like arithmetic. Riding with the pistol grip, sliding down low, inconspicuous when I slide in the biscuit clip. Bucket you, release until one bullet's inside you, bitch. And if you're in a car, we'll pull up to the side of it. You know the rest. The pressure hurts, buffing your chest again. You'll be using your best effort, tucking your intestines in. Like dress shirts, a professional head. You're fucked like molested kids in church. We're cave beings, we crave seeing death like Arabians. Stabbing your flesh like Linda Kasabian. Numerous punctures, it's humorous how a human crumbles when jokes that's how the universe functions. You'll live as long as I let you. You owe me your life. You'll die as soon as I give the order to dead you. Kill them. Life and death, the facts that will always get you. Remember, nice and text, the tools used to affect you. Bow. You'll live as long as I let you. You owe me your life. You'll die as soon as I give the order to dead you. Kill them. Life and death, the facts It'll always get you Remember I have the ability To mentally detach myself from emotion And the agility to demendedly Slash your flesh with emotion During a commotion What's occurring is promotion When I crack you in public All you see is the blur of an explosion I'm pure corrosion of conformity I love deformity Like slight faces from shrapnel In the bunkers of Normandy I observe you as non-existent The nerve of you to think you're sadistic You're an assistant A pissant An unrealistic bitch ass You kiss ass A dumb cystic fibrosis spaz That shit's in his pants If you see a stranger Stabbing a stranger Don't get involved This shit'll get Stranger, when you're in danger of your life being taken over something that wasn't a major concern of yours, now you're in surgery because an artery got covered a razor. You played yourself, you walk your line in life, don't go batty. This rap, I kick is deep like the shit Manson told Patty. He can take pink elephants until Mama Africa comes home and it still doesn't make elephants pink. I don't even know who Candace Bergen is, that's how dumb I am. I'm really dumb. You wouldn't bleed how stupid I am. I'm a hillbilly. The dispensation of life and death. You'll live as long as I let you. You owe me your life. You'll die as soon as I give the order to dead you. Kill them. Life and death, the facts that'll always get you. Remember, nice and text, the tools used to affect you. You'll live as long as I let you. You owe me your life. You'll die as soon as I give the order to dead you. Kill them. Life and death, the facts that'll always get you. Remember, remember. This.
dispensation of life and death. The dispensation of life and death.